0: Welcome to Anything But Routine. Before we start the podcast, we want to tell you about the Just For Kicks Private Camps. Your gym, our incredible staff. Just for Kicks Private Camps is great for any team or studio. We bring the experts that are the pulse of the competitive dance landscape to your gym. Book a Just for Kicks Private Camp today. Emails at support at justforkicks.com. Now to the podcast. Can be ready. excited to talk with you today. And I said with you, because I'm hoping that you talk too. So, because it gets kind of boring if I do this all by myself. Hi! So anyway, at any point you can raise your hand, you can give a suggestion, you can ask questions. Hi Amy. And I love that. I love the interaction. So I think probably the favorite thing about my job is um, starting over every year. I love that we can... um, Fix what we did the year before and try to start anew, and I think it's really fun. Right now, when you're thinking about your team, who's a veteran person on the team or a coach? Do you think you're as close right now as you were le- last year would maybe be an example, <laughs> not a bad <laughs> be a bad example, but as close as you are normally like at sections time? No way, right? Because right now you're really a collection of individual and your job that you have to Do And it starts at camp, I always feel, I really do, is take that collection of individuals and turn it into a team that's going to work together. And one of the things I really try to stress is, especially if you're a senior, try not to compare it to last year. Try try not to, well, especially last year, but try not to compare it to a, like, let's say the year before you were so great and had the tightest bond ever, and then all you talk about is, oh, last year we were this way. Last year we were that way. Because what it does, it's kind of like, you know, to the kids that are seniors right now or the coaches, it's like, well, we matter. And I I compare it to what if you had a boyfriend and you're like, well, you're not quite as fun as my last boyfriend. (laughs) That would not go over very big, right? And it's the same way with your team. You know, you want, this team is this team. It's the team of 21-22. And you've got to make it into a team and mold that collection of individuals into a team. Hey, Amanda, by the way, I have no notes. All I have is the pictures. Doing that all with no notes, you know? There we go, I found it. All right, this makes me feel better. So, um, yeah, let's go to... Let's go to page two. So this is a video, actually, I made a long time ago, and I feel like I need to update this video, so please don't judge it. It's really old. Amy, I think you were on this team, so get ready. This year, (laughs) we are going to think back to why we started dancing in the first place. You'll earn the respect by the way you train on this team. What you put into it day in and day out is what you and we will get out of it. We're just getting started. The season is coming. The culture that whatever it takes is what we will do. And you're focused while you're there, giving it all you've got for the good of the team. Why would anybody spend this much time and this much effort? And what we say is, you know, if you have to ask that question, you understand. We're not afraid of hard work. You will discover some things about yourself you do not know right now. What you will realize is that you have greatness within you. It's the athlete who's willing to lay it on the line that we need honor to. Eight state championships. It's a legacy. It's a tradition that you've inherited. Has anybody ever made a team video? Do you? I think it's really a great idea. I, I wish I had this other one to show that, that I found. It was uh, Michi- It was a high school, or no, college team, Michigan. And so look at some of these hype videos, and you could copy one for your team. A lot of kids know how to edit, and it would help bring you guys together a little bit. So, All right, so everything you do on your team comes down to trust. You have to trust that your coaches have your best interests at heart. Even though sometimes you don't understand it at the time, they have your best interests at heart. Um, They have to trust you're going to show up. They have to trust you're going to answer back with commitment. And I always tell my kids, if I'm going to work this hard for you, and I work hard for my kids, I feel, if I'm going to work that hard for you, I need you to answer back with commitment. I need to know you're all in. I don't want kids that are halfway in. You know, we had a kid on our team once that was always like, I'm going to quit. She was in the locker room going, I'm going to quit. I'm not. Ugh, I'm... And finally about five kids went, when? <laughs> and she's like, am I that bad? And they're like, yeah. You know, if you, if you um, are always saying you're going to quit, it brings us down. Is it hard to keep yourself up sometimes? right Oh, right? You don't need somebody pulling you down. So think about what you say that's either going to uplift other people or take them down. Because you don't want to be the tour guide to the pits, you know. Think about um, what are some things coaches maybe can pipe in. What do you? Oh, I don't even know how to say this. So I feel instant trust. Like if you're if you're thinking about a basketball team, it's easier to describe it this way. Because both my kids played basketball. If the coach is saying, "Okay, here's the ball. It's a timeout. You're going to inbound. You're going to throw it to so and so. Da da da. We're going to go in for the thing." The kids all go, "Yeah, go." They don't go. Excuse me, coach. I think that we should bring it in from, this guy should bring it in because he's got more seniority and they don't do that. And I want you to run, think about running your team like, uh, if we want to be called a sport, which we do, we got to act like it. I know on our team we do, my kids would never do that. But on some teams that have been traditionally kid led, they tend to do, try to dominate and run. Um, so I give you an example. In one year, my kids went, this is a long time ago, probably before you were born, We won state, and we had about 24 juniors on a team that won state. 24 juniors. So the next year, we had 24 seniors. It is the only year in my entire coaching career that we didn't make it out of our section in kick. Why do you think? Nope, they worked their butts off. They were the greatest kids. Too many chiefs. Too many chiefs. Too many and they weren't bad they were just like excuse me coach I think we should do this too many leaders oh why don't we try this oh why don't we do it and I didn't even figure out it was happening till it was too late and because they were great kids they were trying but you need a lot more of this sometimes and a lot less of this because all it was just too many people and that's exactly what it was and I had another year where in the summer we were coaching and I leaned over to my assistant coach and went do you kind of feel like we're coaching the JV and the varsity division here? And she's like, yep. We started out as extreme underdogs. And we just had a great work ethic. We had a great captain. We had a great senior group. But the newbies were really low level. We were like, okay, here's how to walk. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But it, it was tough, you know. But it was pure guts. And we made it to third in the state that year. And it was the year that I thought we weren't Starting out good, you know, but I've learned something, you know, you can't win on talent alone. So the year that we didn't make it, we had all this talent, but the year that we did make it, we just had a lot of hard work and put ourselves out there. So think about that. Um, Next, just creating the climate. So the single most important ingredient on your team, I feel, is morale your morale, how you feel about each other, how you feel about working together with each other. Um, And always think about this. A dancer may forget, another kid on your team may forget what you said to them, but they are never going to forget how you made them feel. And I want you to think about the kids on your team that you're with right now. How do you make them feel? Are you fun to stand by? And everybody, listen up to this. It's not everybody else's job to make you comfortable on the team. you got to do some work, too. You know if you feel left out hello you have a mouth you have a you know think about how you can help bring everyone together we all have different types some of us are outgoing some of us are quiet but you got to figure it out Um, I want you to think about think about what's the norm on your team and I don't know if you're in the team Amy are you so sad you're in my class and I keep calling you out (laughs) you're kind of used to me right okay so on our team, were you on? Yes, you were. You were a senior the first time we did this. And we were sitting at summer practice, and I said, seniors, finish this sentence. On this team, we, and it, I could not have planned it better than what rolled out of you guys' mouth that day. But it was like, on this team, we, can you give an example? We support each other. We support each other. On this team, what, what is stuff you want to see on your team right now? On this team, we, fill in the blank, trust each other. Work hard. Yeah, I like that. On this team, we win and lose together. We, we, I would add celebrate the win and are sad in a defeat, but get on with it. You know, that's a little long, but yeah. <laughs> I tend to get a little long. Okay, what else on this team? What do you want to see on your team? We work together. We work together. Yeah. Don't hold, back. Don't hold back. That's a good one. Can I just expound on that a little bit? I think you got to give yourself permission. To shine because sometimes you hold back because you don't think you're worthy you know what I'm saying you just don't think you're worthy you guys I was scared I dropped out of trying out for um, a thing when I was in junior high because I was scared and it look at me now you know I'm doing all this and all that I was scared and I go why didn't I give myself permission permission to fail it's got to be okay to fail failure has to not quitting is failure failing is okay that's just your next step to getting better. It's a, it's what I call one of those growth experiences. Every time you fail, it leads you to something else. So, f- failure is quitting. Failing is good. Put yourself out there and give yourself permission to shine. I love that. What else? Improve. We improve. Our goal is to improve. On this team, we work toward improving. What else? Push outside our comfort zone. Push outside our comfort zone. That's an important one. We have each other's back. You know, honor the absent. Like when you're in school, if somebody talks about, you know how it is with your family? Like you can cut down your mom all you want, but if someone else says, holy moly, that's not okay. <laughs> right? So it's, it should be the same way with your team. Honor the absent. Ta- when you're behind someone's back, say nice things. Or don't say it. I have a really great friend. Her name is Sandy. She's our first employee of Just for Kicks that we ever had and she never would talk about anybody. Do you know how boring, how hard it is to be with someone that never talks about anybody? Because what do you feel like then? You feel like kind of a jerk. <laughs> because you know if you ever say anything about anybody, she's like, hmm. She doesn't respond. What does it do immediately? It shuts it down. Then people quit talking. So if you want your team to get along, quit talking. It's hard to do. I, next time you talk about someone, I want to challenge yourself to that. Um, The other thing I would say is a biggie is we show up. We show up. And we have a rule on our team, early is on time, on time is late. And I actually had a kid that was working in our our dance store at our studio, and she was one of my team members, and she came in at 3.30, and she goes, sorry, I'm right on time. (laughs) And and she meant it. It was, you know, because we usually have to get there early. So think about that, you know. I tell my kids, I don't want to be... You know where the studio is. You know where the gym is. I don't want to go. It's three thirty. Let's practice. I don't want to be a babysitter. I want to be with somebody that's self-motivated and gets out there before I tell them to. So empower your leaders. Who are seniors in here? Raise your hand. You should be the first ones on the floor. You should be there ten minutes early so the other kids think they're late and get scared. You know, and it works. It works. Your example is so important. So. I have a little line in that. We don't have rules on our team, but we have one important rule. You know the difference between right and wrong. If you do something that's detrimental to you, it's going to be detrimental to our group. And I don't want to be a rule saying, or a coach saying, I caught you, I got you, catch you doing something wrong. I want to catch you doing something right. And I think it's just important that you should want to make the right choices for your team. So important. Is this McFarland? Was that you, Amy, again, on that picture? Thank God, right? Okay, wait, i got to set this up. Sorry. Have you watched the movie McFarlane USA? Great team-building movie. It's on your homework for the week after camp. Get everybody together and watch this. It's about a coach that got fired in California, and the only job he could get was on the border of Mexico at a uh, community that was very poverty. Anyway, he took this team over, and I won't tell you the whole story, but this is one day when he was meeting with the kids... He turned them from a football team into a running team because he found out how fast they could run. It's just a great movie, you guys. So we watch it every year. Whoops. Sorry. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you know, but if we keep going the way we're going, you guys have a chance to qualify for state. Really? Yeah, really. But it doesn't matter what I think. I can't do it for you. And I don't have to be the one to tell you that the odds are stacked against you, but if you you believe in yourselves, and maybe more importantly, you find a way to believe in each other and your teammates, it won't matter what anyone else thinks. That's the beauty of sport. You don't practice to lose, Holmes. I mean, coach. You don't eat the produce, coach. What? You don't eat the produce. First rule of picking: you eat it here. fire. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That I just started to just the the first part of this where he's. By the way, they all they all pick fruit for a, a, before they go to practice every day. They have to get up at like 3:30 in the morning, drag out of bed, go pick fruit, run to practice. And so you think you have it hard, and until you've done a day's work like these guys, you would not know. But watch that movie. It's good. It'll motivate you. But um, what he says to them, did you see them perk up when he said, you know, if we keep working the way we've been working, we could go to state. And I think that what you, you think of yourselves and what your coach thinks of yourself is very important. Like, if you think you guys can never get anywhere you're not going to get anywhere you know you hear all those trait state statements like to you know to believe to achieve you have to believe it's true you know i had somebody come in our practice one day it was a coach and she came and watched and she goes i can just feel the difference and i go what do you mean she goes your kids work in a way that they know they're eventually going to be successful and i think you got to think that way because everybody can be successful it's just the way you pull together and the way you work. you know. And it takes a long time to build it. And sometimes you get over a hurdle that maybe you won something the first time, maybe kind of on an accident. And then after that, you're like, oh, we can do this. We won. We Then what do you think you start doing? Working harder. When it's in a realm of possibility, you work harder. So it's kind of the. I can't even think of the saying I always say. If you think something's more likely or less likely to occur, you act in a way to either make it happen or not make it happen. And it's so true. You know, one year my team, we started, you know, we had won a lot and we started um, not winning, but getting like maybe fourth, third, second, fifth. And I think I started coaching for like third place. And It was back when my daughter Allie was on the team. And one day, I was watching them at practice. We were two weeks out from going to YZETA competition where there was 26 teams in the kick division. And I was watching them. That's a big meet. And I was watching them, and I'm like, I think you could win this. And they were like, what? And I realized I had been coaching for just still coaching hard, still working hard. But that day when I told them, I think you could win this, what do you think they did for the next two weeks? work their tushes off. So you've got to believe you can do something and whether you hit it or not is not always the most important thing. It's, it's, you know, just going for it because you're going to land up there most of the time. So I just want you to think about your team and it does get, I told one of my captains once, it gets lonely at the top. So, and it does, but Think about trying to mix your groups around once in a while, because think about your team right now. I know on our team, our, I call them our kingpins, but our stars or whatever you want to call them, they all kind of cling together, and our weaker kids kind of cling together. And I really think if you could spread that around once in a while, and you don't all have to be best friends, but you have to befriend each other, and your goal on your team is to have those strong kids bring up the weak kids. So. Try to figure that out because that's that's cool. Um, I will give you an example. Like if you are teaching a baby to walk, like let's say Heather, let's say you and I are teaching our child to walk. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we're standing like this, and I'm going, "Come on, walk to me, walk to me," and it's it's. No, you push him to oh, me. Oh, I pushed you. No, 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 don't push him, but I'm the one getting her to come over here. Come on over here, walk to me, walk to me. Well, if she face plants, I don't go, well, you big loser. <laughs> You're not going to be a walker. You may as well give up walking. What do you do? You go, come on, get up. Oh, that's okay. Get up, no, it's that's okay. okay. That's you okay. can do it. Now, every time you say I'm not a turner, I want you to think about this. <laughs> Thank you. I want you to think about... I'm not a walk. She's not a walker. She's never going to walk. No, I want you to go, get back up. You can do it. Come on, get back up. Who do we treat the meanest? Uh, ourselves. ourselves. We. They say that we say about... I always forget this statistic. It's something like thousands of negative things a day. It's hard to believe that. But think about it. You know, oh, I'm so dumb. Oh, I'm so this. I'm so that. I can't turn. I'm not a kicker. I... I'm bad at hip hop. I, you know, oh, I look in the mirror and I look like I need a shower. You know, we say stuff to ourselves all day long. Be as nice to yourself as you would treat someone standing next to you. And hopefully that's nice. But, um, you know, just time negative self talk is, is bad. Giving critique on your team is essential. So when you think about how you critique each other. And I really make it a rule to go, Never say the words bad, wrong, we suck, you know, like we're horrible. Instead, I would say, oh, we've got a lot of work to do. So it does the same thing, but it doesn't, like, get you, you know. Or say, oh, it's the other leg. If you say it's the wrong leg, you right away, wrong is a word that makes you feel bad. So when you're critiquing another kid on your team, I would say make it a we project. You know, I'll I'll go... I'll go up to a kid and go guys, thinking about you last night. We got to figure out a way to get you to not drop your heel on your turn. We got to figure that out. If I put myself in the mix, then it's me too. You know, it's not just you. So do that with kids you're mentoring. That's very important. And if you think about your team as a machine and we just got to get it to all all these moving parts and cogs to work together, it won't be like I hate your guts. It'll be like, "Oh, we got to fix your arm." You know, I think sometimes kids take it so personally. And you've got to realize it's just about getting it the same. You're not the Radio City Rockettes where they all exactly have the same leg length. We have a lot of this going on, right? Shorties, tallies, six foot, five foot. You know, Rockettes have to be between 5'8 and 5'10. Well, that would be easy. And they all have to have long legs. That would be easy. No wonder their kicks look exactly the same, right? I'd be too short. I couldn't do it. But anyway, so think about that. You're just trying to get you guys the same. Um, Be tough. And always be aware if people are not taking things from you well, I bet it's your delivery, right? Like, does anything bug you when people say it to you at practice? Can someone yell out? What, what bugs you? Come on, guys. Nothing bugs you. Oh. I can't, but I don't know. That's I can't, okay. I can't do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. When they say we've never looked good, we doing that in the past, so why should we try that? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, let's bring up the past. I do that sometimes. <laughs> you know, but you can call coaches once in a while, too, with all due respect and privately. That's something to think about, too. Um, when you're in front of your whole group, respect your captains and coaches. If you have something you want to say, do it in private. You know, it's just like how you feel. You, you want it. Um, that was a good one, though. What else you should not do? Some don't do this on your team. Just, yeah. When you're about to go in to do a dance, and people are like, I have to do it again. No, I don't want to do this again. It really That's a really good one. And actually, there's a solution for that. Plant happy people. I call them happy people. Like, their job is to go, oh, yay, we get to do it again. (laughs) You know, and people are like, are you on drugs? No. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, yeah, you need some happy people, little cheerleaders, and, you know, or you need to become one. Just don't be the negative person on your team. I like that one. What else? Oh, I hate jealousy. Yeah, so celebrating people's successes. If someone is successful, it doesn't take anything away from you. And they always say it takes a true friend to forgive you your successes. But I really feel that's a good one. Yeah, you need to celebrate because you're a team and you want to, if everybody got better, it would be a great thing, right? So you should be celebrating it. And, you know, I think of people, um, does anybody know who Grace Gilbertson is? She's, she coached at Eastview, um, and she used to be one of our kids that loved her. She used to be on camp staff. Well, her and, okay, so this is kind of a funny story. They, she was a captain on our team, and Brianna Niemeyer was a captain on our team. And they were the two end kids, the two shorties. They were born the same day in the same hospital. How weird is that? They ended up being our captains, and they were fiercely competitive with each other. But when one got something, they celebrated it because it just kept doing this. And they both got really good. So I really think that's a good point, to celebrate successes on your team, because it's going to make you all better. And if you're good at anything on your team, spread the love. We have many clinics with people that are good at spotting. They're doing a spotting class. If I'm really the strongest kid, I'm going to do something and help kids get stronger. If I'm, you know, use people to mentor other people. And just say, spread the love. It really, really works. So. Um, I will talk about this in senior class, too, so you're going to have to hear this twice, but it, it just bears repeating. Um, you get way farther by your example than by what you say. Like, I, you know, I think of a captain I had. Her name was KV, and she was very, she didn't talk a lot. She, she just did it. And her example was her strength, because nobody was going to line up quicker. Nobody was going to be more full out. And nobody tried harder than her. And I always say, people watch what you're doing; they're not listening as much to what you're saying. You know, we used to have a captain that always go, "Do your toe touches full out," kind of in that whiny voice, and then she would mark it, and then people would be like, "Well, do your toe touches full? You know, toe touches full out, right?" I mean, that's what you're thinking out of your breath, right? Aren't we all? So. You know, let your example be how you work. This is a good story, the true story. When I, in 19-whatever, I won't even tell you what year, I broke uh, 14 bones in my feet and ankles, both. Yeah, and I, it hurt, I have arthritis really bad, it hurts, but that year I was in a wheelchair all winter. And my son, who is now, oh, he's 38, so he was 18 months old. He could walk, he could walk all over the house. But our house wasn't wheelchair accessible, so I had to... um, scoot around on my butt around the house. I had to, like, fall out of bed, this is true, and scoot around to get around my house because I couldn't, I couldn't use a wheelchair. All of a sudden one day, Jared was butt scooting around the house. <laughs> and I went, what is he doing? And then I went, oh, my gosh, he thinks this is how we're supposed to walk now. <laughs> That's a true story. I never said, Jared, quit walking and start butt scooting. They're, they're watching what you do, not what you say. That's so powerful to think about. And think about that on your team. If every kid was pushing, everybody else would push. If one kid is lazy, everybody else is going to be lazy. I took a class from the Ohio State strength coach when I was in Vegas for this coaches conference. And her big thing is she's kind of tough. I love her. She walks around and says, if you quit, She's going to quit. If she quits, she's going to quit. And I want you to think about that on your team. Your impact on your group is just so powerful, so powerful. So and something else to think about with your kids and confidence, confidence wavers. You know, I do a lot of stuff like this. Do you think I'm confident every time? I should ask Amanda, do you think I'm confident every time? No. It depends, A, how prepared I am, sometimes how much sleep I've had, sometimes who's in the room. So think about yourself. Are you always, like, if you're a star on your team, are you always confident? No. And I think, I know as a coach, I had to learn that, that, that um, kids, their confidence wavers. How you can be the most prepared is by being the hardest worker at practice. Do you think anyone ever gets to the competition and goes, oh, gee, wish I wasn't so prepared. <laughs> uh, wish I wouldn't have worked quite so hard. You know? No, they don't, right? And think about that. If you're at practice and you use imagery and you work really hard every day, when you get there, you're kind of ready. You know, you are because you've put the work in. If you're the sluffer that's never once done it full out, yeah, of course you're the the person having the big asthmatic attack at the side. When you're done, you're like, "Ah, ah, ah," you know. Oh, God, you know, hello, have you ever run it full out before? And my husband has asthma. I'm not making fun of it, and he truly has it really bad. He has COPD or whatever, so I'm not making fun of it. But sometimes at sta- at competitions, I'm like, seriously? You know, I- I'll tell my kid, one time at marking, we had all this going on. Finally, they go, let's quit. We're not even going to work because everybody's, like, thinking they have, can't do it full out. You know, no, and that was a turning point. You'll have sometimes if a bunch of kids do that when they get off the floor, oh, other people think that's cool. I don't think it's cool. You know, and again, I understand if you have asthma, that happens sometimes. But you know what I'm talking about. You have kids that have never run it full out at practice. And of course, they can't run it out when they get there. I'd be dying too. So yeah, can you think of some ways to praise kids on your team to make them feel better? What are ways to praise? How about some silent ways to praise? Can you think of silent ways? Okay, she went thumbs up. What else? High fives. How about that's good. That's not silent. <laughs> <laughs> Smiles, like, yeah, you know. Um, making people feel good on your team is your job. I'm going to say that again. Making people feel good on your team is your job. It's not everybody else's job. It's your job. Can I use you again, Heather? I had, Stand up. I had this coach that I worked with for two years out of my 45. She was so memorable. She has imprinted my heart. Her name was Pat. And she would go up to kids, and she'd go, you, oh my gosh, you nailed that. Ah!" And sometimes I'd be like, not expecting it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd about fall off my chair. You're done. Thank you. But what do you think those kids did? Cry, tears. They felt good. She made them feel good. You know, who can you make feel good today on your team? It's very important because guess what happens to you when you make someone else feel good you feel good too you really feel good i have a habit where i go visit steve's aunt who's 101 guess how i feel when i leave i feel good that i took the time to go over there that i go visit her because she's sitting in a nursing home with no one to talk to but I, am the one that wins with it, not her, because I feel better when I leave. You know, so I think, think about how you're making other people feel, and you're gonna feel a lot better. But, yeah. Okay, what's my next page? This is important. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. You got to either be going this way, or you got to be going this way, but you can't be the one that's like causing problems in the middle. So. Um, Think about when you enter a room, I want you to think about yourself. Are you the person that comes in and is like, here I am? Or are you the type of person that's like, there you are. I've been waiting to see you. Try to not be the here I am person. You know, Even if you think you're the best kid on your team, it shouldn't matter. You need to be humble. Worked with Grace Kish at the last camp. Do you know who Grace Kish is? She was on Eastview and she's now on the U of M. Nicest kid in the world. And my granddaughter's 13 and kind of idolized her and thought, she's so nice. She goes, I thought she'd be scary. No, you can be nice. You can be nice and be good, right? It's important. Think about what you're like when people compete with you. What are other teams saying about your team? We get sportsmanship award a lot. My my daughter's father-in-law thinks that's like, in other sports, it's like the loser award. So he makes fun of it for us for it. It's like, oh, it's kind of the loser award. I go, no, it's not in dance. It's like how you treat other people. And, and I, I feel it's important. I want my kids to treat other te- teams nice. I want them to be fun to compete with. You know, I think of people that I compete with that were really good friends and we have fun. You don't have to be enemies when you compete with people. Look at Lakeville South and Lakeville North last night. Cool? That was so cool. Is any, are any of you guys in here? Was that fun? Yeah. It was fun. It brings it together, you know? It, it really does. So that's neat. But just kind of remember you're all important and don't have these like divas on your team that the end all. So, okay. um, Skip it. Skipping that because I already talked about it. I love this next one. Um, there is a such, your mom lied to you. <laughs> There is a such thing as a dumb question, and don't ask it at my practice. That's how I feel. Raise your hand, and, and don't you guys agree? I mean, it's like some people just ask questions to hear themselves talk. It's true, they do. So just, you know, it, it, you've got to kind of think about if it's you, if you're the question asker, watch it three times, and then if you still can't figure it out, then you can ask, OK? Um, I really feel kids want to be a part of discipline. Don't you guys want to? Don't you want your team to be disciplined? Okay, let's. I, we've never done this before. This is a new law exercise I'm doing. What would you like to see in your coach? Okay. Can we write this? All right. So, if you could pick your perfect coach, what would you like to see? One. What? Faith in have faith. Oh, I like that. Okay. What else? Pushes us. What? Push us. Push us. Support. Support. I feel like a school teacher. Okay. <laughs> what else? Committed. She's committed. All in, just like we want you to be, right? Okay. What else? great example, okay, of like doing the dance or just living life. (laughs) I hope it's living life (laughs) because I, yeah. Okay. Number six. Open-minded. Like say, not saying that's never worked before. Okay. What? Thank you. Okay. Positive. What'd you say? Be positive? stays positive, in the, in, yeah, okay. Oh, these are good. Anything else? I like doesn't give up. Okay, last one, it's gotta be good. Okay, that's awesome. Did I miss anything or did, is there anything you didn't get to say? Any last things you'd like to see in your coach? Yeah? It kind of goes with the last one, but also like sharing the special parts, switching up formations, switching up like that kind of stuff so everyone has a chance. I'll write that, but I don't think I agree with it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm being honest. I, one thing you'll know about me is I'm honest. You want to know what I always tell my parents? We, we're not Little League. It's going to be fair, but not equal. It, it, you know, I'll have some kids that will never hit the front row, but get, they're on our team. think that's something to be thankful for. I really feel that's important. And I think as dancers, I feel you guys need to know that. But what are we trying to do? Win, right? So we want to put our bet, like, for our toe touch contest when my team goes next week, we have a seventh grader doing it because she's the best toe toucher on our team. Is that fair? I have a lot of seniors, but if I put them out there, we'd probably lose. I want to try to win, right? I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but I, don't, I, I want to put the best person on the floor. But you can take turns if you all have the same skill level. I agree with that. So how could we reward that? Don't play favorites. Don't play favorites. Yeah, okay, I like that. Okay. All right, anything else we're missing? Coaches, anything you think we're missing? You said the one I was thinking of, being honest. Okay. I like be honest, and we're going to add that. And, and something I think coaches need to be honest. You know, like, you need to, I think your coaches need to have some backbone and they need to be able to stand up to bad or tough situations and be the one that makes the call. And that's probably one of the best things. Your coach, coach needs to be making decisions that are sometimes tough to make. And now let's get on with it. Because you know, it's easy to try to please everybody, but that's not going to get you very far. Okay, so let's see. I'm going to go kind of fast because you seem to be falling asleep. And then maybe we can play another game. So trait, uh, excuses. I, I just think they're the trademark of a loser. So if you sit there and make excuses for yourself, you probably should be, because you won't go far. Try to not make excuses for yourself. Figure out the why. You know, uh, we were reading that all the coaches were reading the the PJ Fleck book, and one of the things he said they finally beat Wisconsin when they quit making excuses. So you got to think about that. Um, think about the whys. So. Um, the next one is a winning attitude. And I, I want to s- instill that in my kids that we eventually will be successful. It may not be first place. It will be being respected and doing the best we can possibly do. And something I tell my kids is, you know, start tell me, come up with a better dance than us. We're, we compete against them a lot. Um, but there's no excuse for us to be out conditioned, whoever you're competing against. Maybe they'll come up with a better this or that, or they'll have stronger kids, but you are in control of how hard you condition. So remember that. Because a lot of times stuff can be won on how good you condition. So think about that. Um, And I think about, are you a gamer? Do you know what I mean by a gamer? I'll I'll use my son, for example. He played basketball in high school and college, and if he was at the line when there was two seconds on the clock and we were down, I was excited. Because he was a gamer, because the pressure made him make the shot, you know. And there's some people that are the opposite. They they don't like the pressure. And you gotta think about yourself. And you know, I bring up Grace again. I don't know why I keep talking about Grace, but one time we were at camp and she was a kid, not a camp staff, and she was standing getting ready to do the leap contest. And I happened to be on the mic, and she was next to me and she was standing there and she was ready to go, and all of a sudden I just saw her go and it was like, okay you could just tell she knew she was going to do something great. And it was how she just turned it on, like she turned a switch. And the camp staff afterwards, she won the LEAP contest, by the way. And they said, what the heck LEAP was that? I go, I have no idea. I've never seen her do it before, nor do I know what it's called. I, you know, it was something really cool that she just busted a move out. I don't know. So think about what you're like when you compete. And I think that's important to think with your team. I used to think everybody wanted to compete this, like, you know, before you go to a competition, I want you to raise your hands if you like, there's two choices, if you like to be introspective and think about what you're going to do and be quiet, or if you like to be bouncing off the walls doing cheers. Okay, raise your hand if you like to be quiet before you compete. Or have you ever thought about it? Have you been given the choice? Okay, now raise your hand if you like to be bouncing off the walls and cheering to keep your mind of it. Okay, and this is a good thing. I want you to go home. This is homework for tonight because I think when I was a young coach or middle aged, medium coach, now I'm an old coach, but when I was a middle coach, I think that I thought, keep them busy, keep their mind off it. Let's do cheers, let's do chants. And, like, okay, if I was going to go give a big speech, that's the last thing I would want to do. I'd want to be thinking about what I was going to do. And I kind of figured this out when my daughter was on the team because she's kind of not wild, whatever call color, a little animated, and when she'd get ready to compete when she was in high school, I thought something was wrong with her because she'd be over in a corner, but that's how she did it. And I think that's an important thing to think about with your team, is how do you want to act before you compete? You might need to divide into two groups, some that like to keep their mind off it and some that need to listen to the music on their headset or whatever. So you got to be a gamer, um, a clutch performer. So. Yeah, the other thing, Amber Struzak-Jackson, who used to coach at U of M, um, the one thing she said, I'm just going to share this with you, is if your coach has corrected you three times, if you were on U of M and you've been corrected three times for something, you're written off. So when somebody tells you to fix something, that's, that's college, Division One. But if somebody tells you to fix something, are you fixing it? Are you fixing it? Because some people don't. I can think of kids. That I try very hard as a coach not to give up on a kid, but sometimes when you've said it 500 times, you know, you're like, it's in one ear and out the other, they tune you out. Like, can you answer me why some kids don't fix dropping heels? That's what I want to know from you. On turns? What do you think it is? Habits, strength? Not being corrected. No, no. I've corrected this kid 5,000 <laughs> times, you know. So I was going to say, who said that? Developed a bad habit. It's very hard to break bad habits, but remember this as an athlete. Sometimes you have to go backward before you can go forward. So you have to fix that habit that is ingrained in you. I always use the example. Habits are, uh, you know, I had a a camp staff that always marked her toe touch. At practice, what do you think she did at the camp show? (laughs) Embarrassing in front of the entire camp. Habits are a scary thing. You know, I drive different... Vans for camp. I have one that goes like this, and then mine's a push button. Inevitably, if I've, if I've been driving my car, I'm like this. If I get then pretty soon, when I switch the other one, I'm going like this. And oh yeah, it's like this. Then I drive that for a week. I'm doing this. You get to that habit. You have to make personal great habits because your body goes on autopilot when you're competing. So very important. Um, let's see what else do I have left here. What what is it? I don't remember what it is. They're in, like, red tracks, I think. Oh, all right. We'll watch it. I don't remember it. <laughs> Can't set it up. It's from McFarland, USA, I think. Yeah. Here we go. Right, I really like this movie. Well, to look around. <laughs> Best in the state, right? Every team that's here deserves to be, including you. They haven't got what you got, right? They don't get up at dawn like you would go to work in the fields, right? They don't go to school all day and they go back to those same fields. That's what you do. And then you come out with me and your run eight miles, ten miles, and you take on you take on even more pain. These kids don't do what you do. They can't even imagine it. I went out in the field that day with your DS kids, I'll be honest with you, so First takes work I ever had to do in my life. And I said to myself, whatever kind of crappy job I end up in, they'll never be as tough as that. You kids do it every day. And your parents hope they can do it every day. And they'll do it for a lifetime if it means a better life for you. You guys are superhuman. What you to do is just to be here, to get a shot at this kind of privilege that someone like me takes for granted. There's nothing you can't do with that kind of strength, with that kind of heart. Kids have the biggest hearts I've ever seen. So, um, your homework is to watch that movie with your team because you it will inspire you so anybody want to share a takeaway they're going to try to do on their team from this class maybe something you're gonna change what okay That's awesome. Yeah, be the one. Make a difference. Yeah? Kind of like the we over me situation. We're called dance team. It's not all about Great, if you want to be a solo dancer, be a solo dancer. I love that. Yeah? Yeah, be big enough to go after someone and say, way to go. You know, That's going to make everyone better. Bring up the team. Be the be the elevator button that goes to the top, not the one that goes to the basement. That's good. Good. You guys go take it on. I hope you had fun. I enjoyed you. You were a great group. See you later. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Anything But Routine. If you like the podcast, subscribe and give us a rating. We'll see you next time.